welcome to She Spotlight. I'm Tony Gripper. And I'm Kate Roger. Thank you for joining us for deep dialogues about the feminine. Intimate, informative, global investigations about understanding the contemporary feminine wave. Where are we and how do we move with it? Welcome, everyone. We're so excited to be igniting today our special segment uh, that will be ongoing with all of us. I'm Kate Roger. And I'm Tony Gripper. Yep. Happy to be with you today. And I just want to say that I'm really grateful to Wendy for joining us. Mm -hmm. I'm excited because this is the first time that Kate and I have done a podcast together. So... Uh, please be kind. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah. So, you know, where we're coming from is actually really rooted in service and rooted in community and love and possibility and all of that. And and, uh, I have known personally, I have known Wendy Grooms, who I'll be introducing you to in just a moment. I've known her since like 2004 or five. Yeah. And uh, we came together, sort of Mama Gaia, um, that particular planet hanging out in the solar system that we have the great privilege to reside on. She's the one who brought us together via the Amazon uh, River Basin. So we, we might get into more of that later, though. I, I wanted to share, and Tony, I know, is with me on this this regular segment that we'll be offering on She Spotlight is going to be called New Moon with Wendy Grooms. So we'll have Wendy with us uh, just a few days, probably before every single new moon, to tune us in um, in a very uh, sort of a critical and very practical way with the evolutionary impulse of uh, what's happening planetarily and how does that relate to us and what can we, what can we ride with, with that? You know, um, she's, she's really um, kind of a rocket scientist, I think, (laughs) when when it comes to um, the particular uh, slipstream of astrology that she has been studying, I think, for like 20 years, right, Wendy? I got into it in the early 90s, astrology. Yeah, early 90s. That's so... 1990, actually. 1990. Yeah, well, let me um, share with everybody her, uh, just a really short bio, and then I'll formally introduce Wendy Grooms, who is, um, she has a Master's of Arts. She's an MA is a mystic, a seeker, intuitive teacher, writer, and guide in sacred wisdom, particularly relating to cosmological galactic consciousness. All right, so we'll just pause there for a moment. Um, As well as embodiment, the sacred feminine, and our collective quantum evolution. That's interesting. So we'll be exploring more with that along the, the way here. Um, since 1990, her personal and professional life have been geared towards alternative health and healing with animals and humans, um, metaphysical studies, multidimensional consciousness, and integrative modalities, which is like right up our alley, so to speak. Um, welcome, Wendy. We're so happy you're here. Thank you you so much for being so much. I'm so grateful to be here with both of you. Yeah. So you were, we were, we touched upon that you've been interacting with astrology since 1990. How did you get started? Well, I, I've always had a love of the sky and the solar system. Even as a kid, I was like, wow, that's so fascinating. And um, I was always drawn to it. And like in ninth grade science, Roy G. Biv and how the colors worked. And I was fascinated by that and some astronomy, but I never really got into astronomy too much. And then in the 90s, late 80s, 90s, my life was kind of tanking. I was in my early 20s and I was coming out of a really, really difficult decade of time um, that Basically, you could call it the karmic impulse of my soul was 
I was in this cataclysmic, like transformational time and it was change or leave the planet. And there was a lot happening in my mind. It was change or leave the planet? Yeah, change or die. Oh my gosh. So that was your sort of what you were feeling. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, because, the, you know, so many of us have those moments. So this is the crucial moment that you were in. Yeah, it was a, it was a crucial period of time. I mean, I was coming out of uh, all kinds of familial patterns and conditioning and which involved, you know, alcohol and drugs and all kinds of trauma and abuse and just oh my gosh. loaded with stuff. And, you know, as a kid, I was communicating with trees and I knew my sister and I had been together before. I knew these things, you know, and then when I went through this period of time, all of that got suppressed my intuition, all that stuff got really, really squelched. And it was like, I was dying. I was spiritually dying, emotionally, Mm -hmm. you know, dying. And then all the other pieces were not helping uh, that, you know, physical on the physical plane. Mm -hmm. So I reached out for help in 1989 and 1990 and things started escalating and moving. And I started like, wow, there's there's help, there's options, there's ways I can come out of this. I'll bet I still had like huge stuff I was carrying. And one of them being kind of depressed, you know, and down and screw the world kind of thing. And I was also like this kind of deep Native American soul warrior inside. And that had come to me when I was a young teen. I had this vision of myself after smoking opium, actually, when I was 12. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Amazing. I, I, I was, yeah, I was having these past life visions and that helped me get through that time of my life. Mm. Not that I advocate any drugs. I'm not saying that necessarily, but that's what happened initially for me. And that led me to um, have this warrior strength um, and kind of like an armor around myself. And then I got led to astrology. Uh, a friend of mine actually in 12-step recovery in an adult children meeting that I met this guy, Perry, Perry Gadurgis. And he had, he sold books like college books and he had this whole book uh, business. And I, we were hanging out and he had this astrology book and he gave it to me. I don't even know how we got on the topic. It's it, The title is The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need, this purple book. I have no idea who the author is. <laughs> and I was fascinated. And, you know, I had always, like I'd said, I'd always looked at my newspaper astrology and my mom would cut out my birthday astrology and put it in my car, my birthday card and stuff like that, you know. But I only knew that I was a Leo. That's all I knew. I didn't know anything else about astrology and that other people were other signs. Tony and I were speaking uh, a couple days ago or yesterday. She was talking about how her, her experience with astrology is like the um, newspaper interactions as well. Right, Tony? Like how? Absolutely. <laughs> I would look every day and then I would try to see how that ap- applied to my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it didn't. But um, I did regularly check. So mm-hmm. I'm anxious to hear more about astrology and how you're using it in your life. Yeah, a lot of people, I think a lot of people do. They, in, they read in a magazine about their, their monthly horoscope or mm-hmm. a lot of people do that. And um, when I had my first professional reading, uh, she called it Five Cent Astrology. Uh, reading from the newspaper because it doesn't give you it gives you a a kind of a narrow picture it doesn't give you the Mm -hmm. whole picture so anyway reading that book led me into all kinds of curiosity and I found lots of books and I was reading and reading and reading and then I discovered there's lots of different types of astrology and when I was reading about them basically it was saying that my Jupiter and Gemini was in detriment and this planet was in detriment and that planet was in detriment. And I was like, Oh my God, let me just, I might as well kill myself now. I'm hoping this is going to like help me not make me feel worse. Mm -hmm. And I did learn a lot about my personality, but I wanted to know what was driving me. Why was I on the planet? What were my lessons and why were they so freaking hard and why Mm -hmm. this and why that I wanted to know why Mm -hmm. I'm like psychologically, I wanted to know why. 
and I hung out at Borders Books a lot in the metaphysical section. And one day I was there and this book, astrology book titled Pluto One fell off the shelf. And that book is Evolutionary Astrology by Jeffrey Wolf Green. And when I started learning and reading about that, basically what that gave me was there's nothing wrong with my chart. There's no detriment. It's absolutely perfectly designed. I set it up that way. My soul picked the whole scenario, the time I was going to be born, the parents, the whole thing. Mm. And I didn't have any resistance to that. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had a lot of resistance. To <laughs> You know, um, Wendy, you you bringing up this idea about a chart, and I know you know a lot of us have heard about what that is. And one of the things that I've heard that it is is it it's like this a photo like a an image mm-hmm. that initially this like a starting point is it's like an energy a, like an image or a photograph of the energy patterns that existed galactically um, that we know about so far in the human uh, explorative uh, conversation astronomy-wise that it's an image that we can look at and understand why there's certain dynamics at play at the level of personality you're saying and maybe even emotional like and and then you intersected with this Pluto one book which is like very interesting name and right. it, and you because you know you said that there are many different kinds of astrologies and i know that i've had like a vedic astrology reading right. and i've had like so there's all these different kinds and the one that you're centered in and rooted in and at you know explored in for 20 years is evolutionary so right. what is what does that mean evolutionary astrology well evolutionary astrology um it's from Jeffrey Wolf Green. He basically, he had a dream in 1977. And the guru of Yogananda, his name is Swami Sri Yukaswar, I believe, mm. came to him and gave him the whole evolutionary astrology paradigm, mm-hmm. of, which is very specific, how to, how, how to do an astro- evolutionary astrology analysis. It's, it's very specific way. Um, just like Hellenistic is very specific way to do that, or Vedic is very specific. And I'm not saying that any of them are wrong. Right. Just, this is what I oriented to. And I also was drawn to shamanic astrology and psychological and archetypal astrology because I'm a very deeply psychologically rooted person. Mm-hmm. And so not everything I do is EA, but a most of what I do is evolutionary astrology. I, I follow the Venus cycle, which is more of that's came out of shamanic astrology. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's things I weave in that are not pure EA. So I'm mm-hmm. not really a representative of EA, but that is what you're, I, you're heavily influenced by that. Yes. And so what is the aim of evolutionary astrology though? Like what the aim is to get to why, why am I here? What is my lesson? What is my soul's desire? Um, it's, it, it answers the question why about almost everything in your life. Mm-hmm. So if, if a soul wants to know, let's say a soul comes up against the same pattern over and over and over and they can't mm-hmm. seem to change it, evolutionary astrology can help get to the root of it in a very practical, um, deep way. And then you, you it's it's about correlation you have to correlate someone's life experience with you know the chart and what they're saying so it's not like i'm just gonna i can look at a chart and know a lot of things but when i dialogue with the person and connect with them around whatever it is that's going on in their life or where they are that brings the whole thing to life more that's really interesting to me i'm sorry to me to cut you off but when you described uh, my way of being, like sometimes I keep having the same thing happen over and over, and I will make a promise I won't do it again, but it's I will fall into it. So does the chart look at just what's happening now, or does it go backward or forward? It's a very um, good question. That's a great question. I mean, one thing evolutionary astrology does is 
the one of the main things we do initially is we look at Pluto where it's placed in the chart and then we look at its relationship to what's called the nodal axis which the north node and the south node I know forget the language rocket science right forget the language the south node is where you're coming from in the past where your most recent past lives, maybe it's a cup, you know, seven lives and they're compacted. I'm not going to be able to tell you all those details mm -hmm. about all those lives, but I can give you a general sense of what the soul is feeling. And the EA basically can look at that and see where the soul is feeling this deep sense of lack. What didn't get resolved in the last life that you created this life you're in right now to help you move forward into your evolution, which is the North node direction, or it could be a, a different direction based on what the chart says, because mm -hmm. there's other mitigating factors that can, you know, maybe you're have to pick up at the South node, but Anyway, so yes, you look at the past, you look at the current life desire, what the desire um, that didn't get resolved in the past. Mm -hmm. Like Maybe I wanted to be a movie star. Okay. And I didn't do it based on a million things or two really specific things. And maybe one of them was my self-doubt was so huge. I could not, I did not move through it. Mm-hmm. And in this life, I come in, I have a whole scenario created in my life, um, and my pattern is victim. It's everybody mm. out there. It's not me. Mm -hmm. and, or I can't even look at myself. Or, right. or I do look at myself, but I still can't get out of the pattern. So we um, can go really deep into that. And... The, the beautiful thing about evolutionary astrology is it gives us something called the Pluto polarity point, which is the opposite of is that your... The, is that the PPP? Yeah. That's oh. <laughs> How do you know that, Kate? You know, I'm, I'm tuned in. I'm tuned <laughs> in with you. Well, I am not tuned in, so I look forward to the explanation. <laughs> yeah. no, I, no, I just, I was, I'm so glad you brought that up because you know, you talked about that book, Pluto one, and a minute ago you said Pluto again. And I was like, what's, what is like, I, I know nothing. I'm completely ignorant about all this stuff. So what, what's the, the deal with Pluto? Well, Pluto, I'm going to just look at one thing I wrote here. Um, Pluto houses, basically it's our deepest unconscious emotional security patterns. It's like Pluto holds that. It's water. It's like, you know, it's like we don't want people to see this stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, this is our deepest raw, raw pain. Okay. Oh, it's pain. It's not just shadow. It's pain. Yeah. Or let's say vulnerability, where we mm -hmm. feel the most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And if those around us, don't know how to nourish us through that or support us, which basically that's pretty much everybody on the planet or, you know, there's a, there's a high percentage of people that don't receive that um, support. Um, mm -hmm. We're like, it's like, it's in there. It's always in there. That deep layer is always in there. And until we bring it out, it's like Carl Jung, you have to bring out the unconscious, right? Mm -hmm. Bring out everything that's there so that we can see it and work with it. And you know, what is it, Kate, you ride into like, you have to go into the abyss to come out on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. Transform into the Phoenix, right? That's Scorpio. Yeah. Pluto, well, Pluto is associated with Scorpio. Interesting. So I, I'm not sure if I shared this with you uh, when I was writing my dissertation, mm -hmm. um, I came across a Kabbalistic, um, it's called a Bahir, which is a, sort of an, a, a parable or an amorphous, an, an apothem that, uh, that gets leaned into and learned from. And there was this very interesting one that um, I wrote about, and I discovered and I wrote about it, um, called... Um, Sim sum, 
and it's spelled in our alphabet. It's spelled T Z I M T Z U M Zitzum. And what it speaks about, because and this is like I like to like when I'm re when I'm wiring my awareness with a new language, which we're totally up to here, obviously, <laughs> um, and an, and a new understanding is um, is to go where I've been before. So this zitzam um, uh, concept is about like, for instance, in the beginning, which we can call the cosmological primordial, where the before the before, right? Where it's infinite potentiality, all possibility. And we hear in many sacred texts, you know, in the beginning there was light. Right. And then there was something that constricted the light so that we could even bear witness to the light. We could even see the light, mm-hmm. right? So in this um, tzitzam speaks to uh, the infinite presence, the great I am, uh, the life force intelligence, whatever we want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. That it constricts and, and provides the shadow in right. order for the luminosity. And one of the things that I speak about is the great artistry that is the human experience because we have this consciousness, we can reflect, we forget, we remember, you know, all of that. And it's, you know, I, I, each person's like you're alluding to with these charts (laughs) that are so unique. I'm, you know, for each one, I don't even know if there's ever one that's repeated really. And, um, and I know we're going to get into like, like generational patterns and, and all of that in, in, in future episodes though, um, each human life is so artistic, the, the outpouring of that particular life. I just, and then you're speaking about vulnerability, right? And um, one of the things that we know, and, and, and especially thanks to the amplification of the, the conversation by Brene Brown on mm-hmm. vulnerability, that it's really our strength and it's really our power, this rawness that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, um, Thank you so much for for beginning to open us up into an an additional way in, of looking at it, you know, and this whole Pluto Pluto uh, perspective. What did you call it? Pattern Pluto PPP is what Pluto polarity point. Or we we could just call it a Pluto paradigm, right? It's it's uh, PP. The the Pluto books. The reason there'd never been any books written on Pluto the way he went into them. Mm-hmm. So they're really, it's, it's, they're very powerful. It's very powerful, mm-hmm. pretty heavy duty. <laughs> you have to be pretty ready for something like that if you're going to read them. Yeah. Well, we'll leave that to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, do you have any questions yes, for when? Yes, I do. You spoke about charts. Um, I know that, I, I can go to someone, someone like you, and get my chart done. Right. And I l- I'd like you to talk about a personal chart. And also, can you create a chart for a nation? Yes. Mm. The USA has one. Believe me, honey, we're in the... Because I'm really interested in that, too, because I feel like I have challenges, not just of my own making for my past, for my present, or, mm-hmm. or when I future trip. But there are also things going on around us mm-hmm. or around me that are deeply disturbing that um, it challenges my peace. And I'm just wondering, you know, how I can use astrology to move through not just the personal, but the world. Yeah, world. it's a beautiful, perfect question. And one of my main focuses is empowerment, right? I've been on a path of empowerment, learning how to be empowered, and of course, wanting to empower other people because the more of us that are empowered and awakened, the more uh, quantum leap we can take, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, one of the things I also love about evolutionary astrology is we look very closely at the distortions and the imprints from culture. Mm-hmm. and religion and society and or parents and what our soul is learning right why why would this soul specifically be in this situation at this time 
why and helping them understand that and also help uh, illuminating tools to help understand the bigger picture. So yes, the US has a chart. We can do a chart for all the countries and all of us astrologers are always looking at that stuff all the time. And it's, it's very, sometimes it's like, whoa, it's a lot of information, right? Mm -hmm. But yes, that could help you get to the root of some angst pattern to get to more peace around it, more empowerment, what you're actually working through on a soul level in relation to culture, um, in relation to the politics, in relation to all of those pieces. We look at that very deeply. And I was actually talking to a woman last week on Facebook in one of these astrology groups. We were just chatting. Everybody was like in this at home chatting kind of day. And I was doing little mini readings for people. And this lady was talking about, I think she lives in Atlanta actually, but I mentioned something about slavery and a couple other things and she started crying mm -hmm. and because it was right there in her chart. And I also have a similar um, thing in my chart. So we were relating back and forth and she said, I can't tell you how much that just helped me, you talking to me about that and that she, her soul is coming out of that. And she's an African-American woman and she's um, working with all these things that are happening in culture right now. And so anyway, um, that's a kind of a very general answer to your question. Yeah, thank you for that. I think too, what's staying with me is what uh, you said EA is about why. And when I've thought about uh, astrology, it's always what? What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? so I can avoid it or leverage oh it, uh, which is, it's a negative way to look at it, right? Because it's an avoidance. Um, it's a, that's a perfect, incident. another perfect description because a lot of us see it that way. Um, it's mm -hmm. like, oh my God, ha let's predict what's gonna happen, all this stuff, and it takes mm -hmm. us out of our power. It takes us out of, it, it makes astrology more powerful than we are. Or mm -hmm. it's like mm -hmm. saying that astrology is our God instead of connecting with our source. And using, mm -hmm. using it as a technology. It's, it's a technology and a tool. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And I can co-create with, I can use the tools of astrology to co-create my life. Is yes. that right? I'm using that yes. as information. It's an awakening tool. And of course, we can fall into using it as a crutch, relying on it. Um, I can definitely say I've done it. I mean, I've been, in, I've been looking at astrology for a long time. So, but it also expanded my mind, expanded my uh, whole path. I have a very complex chart, born in 1965. It's loaded with all kinds of stuff. So I've been teasing it out over a long time and I'm a much more awakened person but I've also do many other things right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah thank you you know yeah thank you so much this is like my my brain cells are like trying to duplicate and replicate at a quantum pace right now as you're like sharing all of this with us now one of the things when we were tuning in about evolutionary astrology, I just love that name, evolutionary astrology, Wendy. What is it based in? You, I think that you were talking about how it's based in. Well, it's based in natural law because, well, well, one, we look at the distortions. There's a lot of man-made laws that we're all living right. um, within. Right. And so we see that as a layer over top of our natural innate essence right and so part of the ea paradigm is about helping cl clear up those distortions or you know each person might have a, a like for instance i have saturn a retrograde saturn a retrograde planet means i am going and saturn uh represents the status quo consensus mm -hmm. uh government uh, really 3d Right, it's very 3D. It's like mm -hmm. here. It's also the karma planet, but I have it in retrograde. So my Saturn, I'm like, I'm not going to do status quo. I can try as much as 
I could try and fit in and try and fit in that way. It's never going to work for me. Mm -hmm. So, and there's a reason why I have it like that. So we look at the distortions um, that have been and from patriarchy, from patriarchal culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're more, um, it's more based in nature and um, feminine consciousness, I would say, or a balance, right, of consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a, 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 even astrology, like uh, politics, whatever, there's only two planets that represent the feminine, Venus and the moon. Oh. Out of twelve, out of twelve signs, I didn't know that. Right, that's that's traditional astrology, and I'm like, no way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I even take it deeper than. Well, it, it's like traditional Western astrology that we all right. are familiar with, that gives us the excerpts in the in the newspaper, right? So, right, but even 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 uh, there's plenty of practicing astrologers that only see it a certain way. Yeah. But, you know, we, we're all where we're at and for the appropriate reasons. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So the so when, you, when you're talking about natural, I just kind of want to weave it into, like, what she spotlight is, is um, rooted in and also aiming to celebrate and expand and, mm-hmm. and um, explore is uh, – so – this idea of natural law and you, and you, and you spoke about that layer of 3d, like the phenomenal world, the circumstantial world, the, the man-made, you said the man laws laws. And um, yeah. And, and you know, the connection that Tony and I have is oriented in um, cosmic law. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we met and, and we'll share our story at another time though. Uh, so it feels like it's really in sync with where we're committed and what we're interested in, um, because all of the man-made constructs and the laws and, and all of that, like the paradigm, uh, that is so malleable and so pliable. Right. And what we're interested in serving is that which is unstoppable, i.e. evolution, <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, also that which is not destroyable, like some of the different principles we'll be exploring, of course, obviously, are um, transformation, alchemy, you've been speaking mm-hmm. about that, and then um, love, mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. peace. And so what we're in, so when we're like, so we're not oriented in the victim, like, why is life happening to me this way? And mm-hmm. we're like you, like this modality is very interested in serving people information to realize and be resident with um, something that's not uh, mal- not, not um, plastic like human construct human perspective and all of that because all of that's like made up you know it is like throwing um, paint on a canvas um, over and over and over again and we get to do that with our own lives though if we're rooted in something that is not bound by the phenomenal world, the temporary world, you know, right. man-made law. So I'm, I so appreciate that this particular uh, modality or expression or exploration of astrology really leans into what you're saying, natural law. And it feels right. similar. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm immutable. The soul is, you know, forever. It doesn't mm-hmm. die. And also part of um, evolutionary astrology, one of the strong foundations is that the soul comes in and has a desire to individuate even from source. Mm-hmm. So there's a level of separation desire, but the desire to return is much stronger. The desire to return to source. So the chart reveals that. Mm-hmm. How? Because a lot of times we get, I mean, I can speak for myself, having a lot of Virgo and Capricorn, I can be very hard on myself and I could get stuck in my Mm -hmm. mind and Mm -hmm. think this is the only way it's going to work. And as I've, of course, learned all these things, not just astrology, but all these things you're talking about, it's like, no, it's infinite. There's, you know, I am, right? I am consciousness. And so we're gonna so we're gonna be exploring with all of that um, 
which which I'm really excited about and I'm so grateful. And and I know that you brought up the sacred feminine and we'll we'll talk about that like on future like more so that people can understand like where not only are Tony and I coming from, where you're coming from with this particular yeah. brilliance that you're delivering. We so appreciate it. So new moon with Wendy Grooms, I, you know, again, we're so excited about this uh, cosmological dig that will be um, on with you. And we have a new moon coming up. I think it's next Wednesday uh, this this upcoming Wednesday, uh, July thirty first, and and you said that on the on the East Coast it's going to be eleven eleven a.m. eleven eleven p.m. 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 Okay, yeah. eleven eleven p.m. Wednesday, July thirty first. Yeah, awesome. So on, it's right before well, midnight. That's your that's your time zone, though, right? Eastern okay. for you, it would be what eight 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 eleven. 8, 11 p.m. Um, so, you know, one thing about the new moon, let, I, we want to hear what is the new moon. And I also, I've heard, I heard you speak about once the dark of the moon. Right. And, and I was born on the dark of the moon. And so could you talk about like, just a really like snapshot? Yeah. Dark of the moon, what's the new moon? What's the... You know, we're not doing full moon, though. You can just toss that in there, too. So for the ones of us that don't even, what is the new moon? You know what I mean? Well, we're reconnecting it yeah. over to these energetics. and, and yeah. yeah. Well, the simplest way for me to explain it, the moon is the fastest moving planet in the chart. It changes signs every two days. So mm -hmm. it's really cruising. Like the other planets are, you know, the, like the sun takes 30 days to go through. It's like one month basically. Mm -hmm. It's in Cancer, then it's in Leo, then it's in Virgo for like 30, 31 days, basically something like that. The moon is cruising. She's cruising along. So mm -hmm. she moves through every sign. So let's say the moon um, is in Cancer, starts in Cancer. And like for you, you're, you're born, right? And the moon's coming along. So before you're, you're born right before the new moon, which is called the dark of the moon, right? Mm -hmm. So that is the moon coming through the sign and coming to the very end of one sign before she moves into the next sign. Mm. So when, and, and into the new moon phase, which will be conjunct the sun mm -hmm. when the moon's coming to conjunct the sun. So in the dark phase, it's a time to rest and be still and like chill out and not try to figure anything out or make any plans. We're releasing we're releasing what happened in the previous two days, or we could say the new moon, first quarter moon, full moon, third quarter moon, and then around again to the new moon. So each phase we're doing something. We're in some kind of action, even if it's laying on the couch. So um, the dark of the moon is just before the new moon. And it's a, it's an inward time. You know, we could say it's a, uh, I don't know if you call it this, but the dark goddess, you know, meeting the dark goddess, which are the powerful goddesses that, you know, have been uh, demonized mm -hmm. in our culture. Mm -hmm. The time to be with and that part. What I like is what you said about the new moon or the dark periods, that it's time for us to go within. And I think culturally, Oh, that's yeah. not a good, that's seen as not being productive. I should be busy, but you, I sometimes feel like I, I need to be busy on the couch or reading a book or w walking right. in the woods. Because mm -hmm. um, right. I know so many people are busy all the time. Right. And um, I really appreciate those times that I can get still and relax and reflect. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and also, you know, we've been speaking about the, um, the divine feminine or the sacred feminine and, you know, essentially the feminine energetic, the feminine intelligence, the feminine operating system. And the feminine is, again, the primordial. So just weaving it into the cosmological like orientations of, 
in the primordial, in that infinite potentiality, when we're still and we and we allow ourselves to re, you know relax, just let the nervous system, like everything relax, and then all of a sudden we're in the I don't know, I don't know what I don't know, and then all of knowing is available. It's like this weird, like esoteric, mystic, you know space that is what we're calling the divine feminine that is that we're seeing her rising in the collective globally right now and for us to kind of befriend that and and not not even embrace it because embracing is another like action like i'm grabbing something outside of me we're, what we're doing is what i feel is we're relaxing and opening and allowing the great her or the great she you know that feminine energetic to do what she does which is which is birth new realities you know this is perfect <laughs> i'm just thinking about the squad the four congresswomen yeah um, yeah that's the feminine what is in place now is totally threatened by that i know they don't want hear it they don't want to look at it um but it's powerful it's and it's it's so powerful and the good news is it's unstoppable right. you know and mm -hmm. because of evolution because evolution hence evolutionary astrology investigating with new moon with when you mm -hmm. so um yeah it's unstoppable and the outdated paradigm we can call it the patriarchy the domineering hierarchical we're only mm -hmm. And triple down economics, like all of that crazy that we're experiencing in the modern day technocratic world that we reside in, you know, which will investigate other paradigms around the globe as well, though, what we're, you know, experiencing on a daily basis is the tremendous fear um, th th this paradigm is shaking. Like it does not, it's like doing anything it can to grasp, to hold onto its self-identity. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Make it, you know, and, and there's nothing. The big invitation is to relax probably and allow, mm -hmm. and allow the love intelligence to have its way. Right. Yeah. I mean, both yeah. things that you've said, can I just say this? Please. Cause I want to lose sure, it. Sure. What you said, Tony, and what you just said, Kate, it's like mercury retrograde, which we're in now. And mm -hmm. most people like freak out. Oh my God, this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. And this gets in my way. Why? Why? Because we're forcing because we're not listening. The retrograde mm -hmm. says, chill, go inside like connect, slow down, revisit, reconsider, regroup, re-recreation, rest. Mm. Culture does not appreciate that so much, traditional culture. So, but mm -hmm. the feminine would say, honor, honor it. So part of the process, the evolutionary process, right, is determining what I need and what's speaking inside of me and what's outside telling me and how mm. to discern or put distance between the two. Maybe it's my job's got total control over me and I'm totally mm -hmm. bought into the system because I don't know any other way or I have too much fear or I have a soul pattern around it or, you know, it could be all these different pieces. Um, but that's one way we give our power away to something like Mercury retrograde. So it's this external thing out of us. Now, granted, uh, traffic can be slower. All kinds of things can happen. But the more we're, mm -hmm. me, I love it. I love Mercury retrograde. I do too. <laughs> that's my favorite. But I'm also born with Mercury retrograde. I'm a very right-brained person. Mm. Um, I also just want to make this point before I forget. EA is... Um, is very practical. It's not just otherworldly. It's 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 the real world, right? Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. underneath the layer of the paradigm that we're shifting out of. It's like sometimes I could be driving along and feel this heavy energy, and I can see this cloud like sitting on the collective, like whoa. 
And then I like, if I just get underneath it and I see the clarity, it just lifts up. It's yeah. Like, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Spotlight. I mean, and, and, and we're in, we're, we're very interested in, in spotlighting what's actually happening in right. service to the evolutionary impulse of, you know, the operating system of life itself. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the chart? Um, no, let's not okay. because we've done a lot of that already. We could, no, I meant the new moon. Oh chart. yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to. Yes, yes, please. Yes. Yeah. So, because I think that's a good segue, and without showing you the chart, so we have this new moon coming up in Leo, right on Wednesday, and we have four personal planets in Leo. We have Venus lovely Venus at four degrees. Then we have the moon and the sun at eight degrees of Leo. And we have Mars and Leo at like 19 degrees and one asteroid, Juno. So there's a lot of fire, bold, brave, creative energy. Leo is about creative self-actualization. Mm. That's the true vibe of Leo. It, want, it radiates, Leo radiates why it's radiating so much light so that it can help other people wake into theirs that's the true purpose of leo to be fully so self um actualized that it can't help but like pour over onto others i mean there's the drama and creativity and all of that but that's more of i mean leo craves attention but that's kind of the shadow of Leo, right? People go, oh, Leo, mm -hmm. I'm so egotistical, so this, so that. That's not really. It has to be the center of attention, that sort of Right. Thing. I mean, there, there can be that, and it can be very imbalanced. There, there is that. Mm -hmm. But Leo really wants to create something and offer it. The, the polarity mm -hmm. point of Leo is Aquarius. Aquarius is humanitarianism social consciousness, social groups, evolution. So, you know, birthing something forward to give out. I mean, that's the high purpose of Leo. So that's what, that's what we're influenced with on this new moon? Like, yeah. on Wednesday so, it starts? So we're in Leo, we're in Leo season because sun is now in Leo. So, mm -hmm. you know, Leo wants playtime and fun and, you know, dancing or whatever it is that floats your boat. It's very passionate, heat, a lot of fire, right? A lot mm -hmm. of fire. And the new moon chart is a rising Aries chart. So that's even more fire because Aries, Sag, and Leo, fire. And we have Jupiter in Sagittarius. So we have some big fire happening, which is great because we've been in water city. We've been in water earth. Okay. And it's been very, very heavy. Water versus fire. What? what? Characteristics, just briefly. What are the characteristics of uh, water versus fire? Go water ahead. is feminine and yin. Water's inside, mm -hmm. internal. It's more quiet. It's um, mm -hmm. I mean, not not necessarily, but it's it's a, a feminine yin. Uh, fire okay. is masculine, and it's out there. It's much more extroverted. It's like luminous. Yes, right. I mean, there's mm -hmm. you know. It can rage out of control and it can burn you, fire, mm -hmm. you know? So, so it's, it's all about balance. Is that right? Everything really, for, from my perspective, is about balance, yes. Okay. But there's a, there's a lot of fire to work with, which is great because- So how could, how could people do that? Like, how could they use well, could, the fire could, component, this new moon? You could paint, you could write, you could- uh, have wild sex you could go dancing you could um children leo's all about children hanging out with kids having fun with them going to the beach going to the park making food i mean this chart has Being playful yes leo's Being very playful. playful romantic um you know uh leo wants to be you know uh, leo's very generous and warm the sun, think of the sun, you know? I mean, it's sharing its light with the whole planet. It's very warm. It's a generous um, energy. Uh, and, but it, 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 it wants to be acknowledged and it wants to be thanked and appreciated, 
you know, Leo very much likes that. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe you're working on a creative project and it's something that, I mean, I, I just want to add a couple things to yeah. make this like gel out a little bit more. So we've had all this energy in uh, Cancer and Capricorn and the planets in Capricorn, Saturn, Pluto, the South Node really are reflecting the um, uh, distorted culture, okay? And mm -hmm. the, the piece that wants to hold on, right, to the past, doesn't want to change. And then all the cancer, children, family, mothers, um, all the things that are playing out in our culture that we can see, right? And mm -hmm. uh, so we're kind of coming out of this very heavy time. We just came out of these eclipses. We're still coming out of them. Um, there, there's, there's a, there's a Uranus is squaring the Leo. So that means this new moon is electrified. Okay. There's, there's a, a potential, a change agent surprise coming in your uh, it could be in your personal life could be collectively I think we might see some interesting things unfold between now and Wednesday um, Let, let's let's keep it though like so personal so there's a surprise an electric kind of something for us as individuals as well too like well it all depends on how it plays out in your chart you okay. know individually mm -hmm. if like maybe you don't have any Leo planets so you're not going to feel it as much, but it's a time to, um, I would say, have fun. There's the, there's the deeper pattern of uh, the collective intensity that we're all feeling, mm -hmm. you, know, like you mentioned. And we have these asteroid goddesses that are kind of kicking ass and square to all of that. And then mm -hmm. we have this Leo coming. So enjoy it, <laughs> right? Because it only lasts... Okay a month, the Leo time. Okay. And I would say, you know, connect with your inner child. Leo's about the inner child. You know, maybe there's something that you've wanted to do and you haven't done it. And it's that same repeating pattern or you're, you know, feeling down about something, you know, make a date with yourself, go to the movies, uh, connect with other creative people, do something that really turns your light on. You know what? You just mentioned movies, and I was thinking I really want to see the new Elton John flick. Oh, my God, me too. I want to see that. And I think that that energy of creativity and fun and play, I think that's the perfect movie to go see. He's all out, Leo. I For mean, real? He's like, he's like the perfect description, Kate, of this Uranus squaring all the Leo because Uranus is like – I'm different, man. I'm different than everybody. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to tell because mm -hmm. here I am. <laughs> and that's Elton John, right? He's like totally radical, right? Total radical. He's authentic to his. To his himself, mm -hmm. right? And that's. And, and he's amazing. like expressing, luminous, living it. Tony, have you seen that movie? I have not seen it. Oh. Um, it's on my list. Okay. Well, for real. So, yeah. <laughs> and then you also said this very interesting phrase, galactic asteroids or the asteroids, oh, yeah. the asteroids, the um, asteroid goddesses, asteroid goddesses. I know there's a G in there. Yeah. Asteroid so, goddesses. Hmm. One of the asteroids, Eris, is in a direct square to, um, and a square is like conflict. It's like constant. It's like a 90. It's like constant. It's an irritant. Okay. It's going to get your attention, which it's is not good. a flowing kind of thing, but that kind of irritant forces evolution, right? Forces growth and change. Yeah. So Eris has only moved 13 degrees in 54 years. So she's really slow moving. Okay. And she's squaring these Capricorn planets. And she's going to be there a long time. She is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she is like knocking on their door. Then mm -hmm. uh, Lilith and Lilith. Yeah. Lilith. Okay. So we're like, we have soon 
on New Moon with Wendy Grooms, we've got to explore the, the asteroid goddesses with you. Yeah, I wrote that down. Yeah, yeah sure. Good. There needs to be so a segment on that. They're playing a part and they're, um, they're really, they're seeking justice and balance and a new way. Mm. Excellent. Yep. Yes. I just got chills on that. Yeah. Well, well I'm thinking, um, Wendy, my cup runneth over yes. at this point. You've given us some really great information, and I'm, ha I'm glad to know that I can take advantage of, of or participate in all the things Leo has to offer during this new moon. I think I felt like, oh, we just do nothing while, while Leo is playing, that we just sit and wait, but that's not true. So, right? We all have Leo in our chart somewhere. Okay. Even if we don't have planets in Leo, mm -hmm. we have Leo in our chart. And okay. it's showing up in that house for a specific reason. So, yes, we all work. Cr creativity is part of our nature, right? We're creative mm -hmm. beings. And that's yes. one of the things that we don't get to nourish very much in the culture. So, right. we can choose to um, participate in that creative self actualization process. And for some mm -hmm. of us, it's more important. You're born in the Pluto Leo generation. So, for you, it's really important. Oh, thank you. Why? Thank you. Why thank for you. Tony? Because Pluto houses our desires, right? And mm -hmm. Pluto and Leo generation have a deep, deep desire to self-actualize, creatively self-actualize. They want to mm. be seen. Mm. And even though they Tony. might have... Even oh, if they have terror, let's not, let's not go there. <laughs> even if they have terror around it, uh -huh. <laughs> or there's there's a part of their inner child self that still needs support to come out, or mm -hmm. you know, there's a many pieces, right? So there's okay. You're in my neighborhood, big time. Yeah, uh, and Kate <laughs> and I were talking about this earlier in the week. We've been talking about it over time. So yeah, I'm gonna have to call you. <laughs> and, uh, get more information <laughs> yeah, so speaking of calling you wendy oh. so there's so much oh. that you forgot give, no no what? I forgot so, about that <laughs> there's so much that you have gifted us with today what is the do you have like an extended or an enriched um conversation of this happening on your website some i have some blog posts i don't have i have something about what's happening with venus um, I don't have a new moon thing on there right now, Though, but I'm looking at that with one of the, one of the areas that you've been think, and I'm so grateful that you've been, um, contributing your brilliance mm -hmm. is in our Facebook group page, right. um, the modern day priestess group and anybody, well, you know, anybody who is, um, of the female persuasion, um, either gender or identifying, you're welcome to join in there. And it's not to be exclusive, exclusive necessarily. It's just because it's, we're really interested in dynamically. Or there's a lot happening in that group, though. Um, so, Wendy, you've been posting in that group. Right. Regularly, which is such, it's so nutritive. I'm so grateful for that. Right. Um, so if one, if though, if one, if somebody wanted to find out about like their chart, they could contact you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay. I'm and that information is on your website. Yes, it is. It is. And your website is rose, rose light dash healing.com. It's rose soon to be changed, but rose light dash healing.com rose light dash healing.com. And what is it going to be changed to just in case? Right, rose light online, online, yeah, dot online. Mm -hmm. Okay, rose light dot online. So either one of those two, um, search for those to find more from Wendy. So, Tony, do you have any parting questions for her in reference Not to the parting course? questions? But just wanted to let everybody know that that link will be on She Spotlight so that you can get in touch with mm -hmm. Wendy. Yeah, we'll make it easy for you. Yeah. Thank you. Wendy. So, Kate um, and Tony, thank you so, so much. I very much appreciate the shared energy here with you two. It's really, really juicy and feels fantastic. Thank you so much. I totally agree. I, I feel very appreciative of your gifts. So thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And these like 
20 years of exploration and, and uh, development that you've been up, up to, like, that's no joke. And I really, um, I bow before that. Thank you, Kate. Thank you so much, Wendy. And we look forward. This is the launch. This is the new moon with Wendy. Yeah. Everyone for She Spotlight. <laughs> so everybody stay tuned. We are sending you so much love. Have a great new moon. Plant those seeds. Say yes to the most secret, sacred places of you, you know? And I just will say this one thing, that whatever you plant for this new moon, all the new things that you want, just allow them to come forward. You might not see it, you know, till the whole full cycle. Um, mm -hmm. Or maybe you're still letting go of something so you can birth into this new para Leo paradigm of you, mm -hmm. you know? So thank you. Wonderful. Yeah. Much. Okay then. Until next time. We love you. Love you too. You so much. Lots of love. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining us. Kate and I invite you to subscribe to She Spotlight as we continue our inquiry to the feminine wave.